0: Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Daniel Luria from Eretz Israel. This is the Pasha that also sort of talks about Eretz Israel. as you'll soon see. Parshat Emor. Uh, today, specifically this Friday, is uh, Pesach Sheni. We'll come to that in a second. We're coming up to, of course, Lagba Omer. Uh, there's a lot of things to be said. Um, firstly, in relation to the Pasha, I have to apologize. I know we're Ateret Kohanim although we really don't have anything to do with Kohanim. Um, And for those that don't know, you should know that when the whole organisation started in 1978... A bunch of kohanim uh, got together and said, listen, the Mashiach is around the corner. What do we know about the kuhuna? What do we know about sacrifices, the big day kuna, the clothes of the kohanim? We have to learn. I mean, until then, think about it. People in the shtetl were really concerned about kosher chickens and getting married and, and divorces and whatever else. Uh, and suddenly now we're in Eretz Israel, and the, the gateways to redemption are opening up. And what do we know about the Temple Mounts and about the kohanim, etc.? And therefore it started as a yeshiva. But after the first year, already by 1979, a few people, Arya Morgenstern, uh, Rabbi Nevensal, you know, they discussed, uh, Mati Dam was also part of this as a young boy, uh, and they said, listen, with all due respects, there has to be the physical redemption before the spiritual redemption. There has to be physical Jewish life. There have to be yeshivas. Uh, there have to be families, Jewish families all around Harabit. The redeeming of Eretz Yisrael, the bringing back and the strengthening of Jewish life has to be that's first. I mean, uh, it can't be that there's all this other life or no Jewish life and the temple's going to come down. The first of all has to be physical Jewish life there. So the concept change, as some of you may know. Uh, but the name stayed Atteret Kohanim, which means the Crown of Priests. In reality, we're really the JNF of Jerusalem in some ways. I apologise for the JNF people uh, or the Jerusalem Reclamation Project, uh, the Jerusalem National Fund. But uh, the name, as you know, stayed. So uh, it's not really this parasha is all about the uh, the Kohanim about impurity about purity, Tum'ah, V'thara, Korbanot, also mentions the uh, the Chagim, of course. Uh, the truth is, it, it's very difficult. Uh, I don't know a lot about this, and I apologize for those that were hoping to hear more about the Parsha. Um, I, I really don't have a lot to share with you. I'd have to do some more reading over Shabbat, of course, uh, to maybe help me out for next year, maybe. But. Um, uh, the one or two things I can say is that the kohanim, our kohanim as opposed to say the Egyptian kohanim that, that dealt, it was, death was a huge thing. Uh, there were ceremonies and glorification and uh, glorification after death. Our kohanim are part of life. They get married, they're part of society, they're the educators, they're the spiritual leaders of Am Yisrael, very different uh, from those that, you know, say, the Egyptian culture at the time that was very much involved in uh, death. Uh, we, of course, sanctify a lot more about life than anything else. Uh, the other thing in the Pasha, it, it does, of course, mention the, uh, the, the Omer, uh, today we don't have this first harvest, uh, the barley that uh, is done right around uh, Pesach time. And it goes for 50 days until we used to bring, in the times of the Temple, we used to bring the two breads, the Shti Halechem, and that of course is, uh, is Shavuot. We don't have them today, although it does really point out a lot about the fact that once upon a time we we're very much an agricultural society, but without a Abed uh we don't have the Omer offering, uh, we don't have the uh, the HaLechem. <laughs> Uh, what we do, of course, have is the counting. Uh, the counting of the Omer, which at one point in time related to the time in between the Omer and the Shtar Lechem. It's the countdown or the count up, so to speak, from Pesach to Shavuot, uh, which is a process. Nothing happens overnight. You know, it's a, uh, we can't expect anything to happen very quickly, uh, especially spiritual changes. Uh, it takes time. It takes thinking. Uh, it takes thought. And it takes a lot of effort on our part to grow even and to make changes between Pesach and Shavuot uh, to the time that we celebrate every year the receiving of the Torah. Although really the Torah should be celebrated every single day and not just in these 50 days, not just learning on Shavuot, but of course every day at least something. Um, Maybe I'm a little bit remiss for that and all of us have to try and improve, this is the time to do it. Uh, it's the time, obviously, to improve as people. We know that we read the Pirkei Avot. Uh, there's a custom that many people do that uh, every Shabbat, another Perik, uh, so that we finish all of Pirkei Avot, uh, so that we cancel, so to speak, uh, what happened later on. Not in the times of the Temple, not in the times of the Countdown to Har Sinai, but much later, 2,000 odd years ago with the students of Rabbi Ya'kiva. And that's why we try and uh, improve ourselves in some type of, uh, some type of way. Uh, So that's relation to Lagba Omer, the counting of the Omer. I wish everyone that has a a beautiful Lagba Omer this week, uh, Monday, night, Tuesday. Today, of course, is Pesach Sheni. Uh, For those that don't know, the second Passover, the second Pesach, came about um, out of necessity. It's actually very, very strange when you think about it. Just because someone missed out on Pesach, oh, can I have another chance later to do it? We don't see this with anything else. It's not like if you miss out Sukkot, you can come back there a few days later, a week later. But in this case, there was a story, um, uh, there was a story that happened, uh, that there were people that were impure and they weren't able to have of the Korban Pesach. And so the opportunity, not for a whole seven days, but one day, the month after Pesach, is referred to as the Pesach Sheni, for those who maybe couldn't make it to the Ben or to Yerushalayim, those who were sick, over whatever it may have been, they couldn't handle it. The, the love, the desire to be still part of the Korban Pesach and eating matzah. Uh, but once again, it doesn't mean we have another seven days now. It's a single day. Uh, the custom in our house, of course, is to uh, eat all the leftover um, matzot For those who have maybe bought a little bit too much over Pesach, I make sure that I have my matzah Brian, my Pesach, with uh, my Pesach matzahs. Uh, today, of course, on uh, Pesach Sheni. There is something else, of course, very deep behind Pesach Sheni, and that is the concept of a second chance. Um, you know, the people then they couldn't make it uh, for that first for that Pesach, and they were given a second chance. We all have the opportunity for a second chance for those who truly want a second chance. For truly, for those who realize maybe the uh, the problems that they've caused, uh, bad things that have been done. Uh, breaking of certain things, distance from Torah, whatever it may have been and nothing is ever lost. We always have the opportunity to, to repent, to return. We have second chances. Um, nothing. The door is never really closed. Of course, sometimes the door could be jammed and it may be difficult to open you know, someone that keeps on doing the same thing over and over again and doesn't listen to good advice and doesn't uh, make changes, which becomes obviously difficult the more that time moves on, the, poor, but the people that do things in the same bad ways that maybe uh, has been done in the past. The Pesach Sheni is all about um, that second chance. So that's a little bit about the Parsha, a little bit about the Omer, Lagba Omer, Pesach Sheni. Um, We also celebrated, those of you who are seeing the newsletter, we also uh, celebrated this week 19 years of Zion. It happened to coincide with the fact that after all of these years, we managed to hand in, to lodge the plans, doesn't mean they're approved, to lodge the plans to build 384 units in Kidmatzion. For anyone who's ever been on tour with us or knows about Aterod Kunim, You know that the neighborhood behind Malay Azitim, which was our jewel in the crown, uh, we have 10 families living very close to Abudis, right next to the security fence. Massive empty property, beautiful views of all the mountains around Yerushalayim, Benk Tefab Shechen, looking between the shoulders. Those of you who have been and you haven't been, you should come. It's magnificent. Uh, Of course, there's a few extra things we could do there. Uh, There's two families that we're trying to connect up a path for. That's a small project that someone could take on. A bigger project if someone wants to actually even own, and now would be a great time to do. It's the only place that you could theoretically own an apartment for a uh, hundred, uh, it's 130 square meters for $680,000, but obviously only through Ameri- through a Teret konim in Israel, not through the American Friends Office. Uh, I say that again, um, anything to do with investments only has to happen through a Teret konim in Israel, a Teret konim in America, and other friends are uh, helping with all the amazing projects that we've got from children's projects, nurseries, play centres, uh, even just to upkeep them. Uh, we're now doing, we're finishing off a, a playroom in the Shiloh Heights. Uh, we're now going to be doing a very important bridge and a playground on a rooftop called Bet Esther, uh, for Esther Pollard, Zichor actually, in the Shiloh Heights. Uh, this bridge is very important from a security point of view that we're going to be linking a number of different um, a number of different uh, homes that we've got in the Shiloh Heights. So anyone that wants to take on a project and even a dedication, we have that one there in the Shiloh Heights of Bet Esther. Be in touch with me, Chaim and, uh, and Shani from, from New York. Uh, very important. So there's a lot to be done, um, and I'm very happy once again to uh, to announce to everyone about those plans that have been lodged. The municipality and the building commission now have 60 to 90 days to set a time for a meeting in order to discuss it. Of course, there'll be objections, uh, it's still a way to go, but it's a very, very important stage to build without a doubt the most significant strategic and important Jewish neighbourhood that sets the borders of Jerusalem behind HaRazitim. The eastern municipal border is going to be set by this neighbourhood called Kidmatzion, which means East of Zion. There was an amazing story and I'll just finish off with this. Uh, in the 1920s, I think it was Lagba Omer, Lagba Omer of 1926. So nearly 100 years ago, a guy called Avi Zohar was the head guy behind the acquisition of you know, this 210 Jews that bought land there, about 180 acres they go for a walk he collects up a lot of people and they go for a walk on lagba omer they walk to the spot where all of you have been in kidnatsion uh, they work they walk there and they you know, have bonfires and there, he's he's announcing that the day is going to come very short. that well, we can build a jewish neighborhood he, he announced it i mean there were proper plans to build a huge neighborhood there on that day on lagba omer arabs came from different areas around the place Uh, with sticks and they drove off the Jews who were just there for a day talking about the future neighborhood that was going to be built there because they had bought the land. That happened on Lagba Omer. Well, I'm telling you now, and listen very closely and the few people that may listen to this Torah, there's going to be soon a Lagba Omer won't be this year, but one day we're going to have, our third Korn is going to have a Lagba Omer program. Maybe we'll do it on the 100th year anniversary when the Jews were driven off on Lagba Omer. We're going to have a special Lagba Omer in kidmatzion And by then, of course, the neighborhood, God willing, will be approved. It depends a lot, of course, on, uh, on tefillot, uh, on the committees. Hashem has his roadmap and let's hope that uh, in Hashem's roadmap that this neighborhood will be built. So I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. Enjoy Lagba Omer. Enjoy your matzahs today uh, on Pesach Sheni, Shabbat Shalom for Parshat Emor, Daniel Luria. Join us for tours and be involved. This is now the time, of course, it's Yom Yerushalayim coming up, your annual donation, even if you've given during the year, everyone has to give in this week, uh, in the week coming up around Yom Yerushalayim, this whole period, Chodesh Iyah, the month of redemption, Yerushalayim, being secured and built and redeemed depends on you. Spread the word. Whoever listens to this, please pass on this message. This is the time to give for Yul shalom. We're going to be having a function in New York. Be in touch with us. Uh, please join us on Wednesday night, the 17th, for a function in, the, in New York, in the five towns. Uh, I wish everyone once again, Shabbat Shalom.